Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card. And after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa. So I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card. And after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa. So I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Good day to everybody and welcome to this edition of Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. I'm Stephen Jodderan here in Wisconsin. As always, I'm Akafai in Texas who likes to sleep during MLS matches. And the one and only Jake Watroba in Minnesota. What's going on, fellas? That's not true. <laughs> well, it, it, it is true. But I have an excuse. It was during the Portland-Seattle game. so One of the worst games pretty- of the weekend. Pretty, pretty, pretty valuable excuse. I, you see, I watched in person FC Dallas beat LA Galaxy three two. What a great fun game! Uh, I saw the uh, Atlanta Orlando two one game. What a mm. great game! NYC LAFC two two. What a great game! <laughs> was and, that the best I, game? I, that was the best game of the weekend. NYC LAFC, I would LAFC. say LAFC NYC was pretty good. I, I would say Dallas Galaxy was a, just so much just drama going to late in the la- latter minutes of the game. Zlatan nailing the post in like the eighty. Ninth minute, I want to say it was a, it was an interesting game, man, and he's huge. He's <laughs> absolutely massive. Yeah, compared I've, to your five two size, he's like twice your height. No, man, he was towering over everyone, and it was so funny. So he 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 answered one question, and everyone was just looking around. And uh, a buddy of mine, he was doing work for MLS, so he was like, "Uh, does no one ask him more questions?" And everyone just looked at him. He's like, "Oh, okay. So how'd you feel about that?" And he started asking us. It's weird because, I mean, Zlatan coming to town, you think everyone would ask questions and go crazy. Everyone was, like, scared. <laughs> it was really weird. You didn't bother was, asking something? I didn't need to. It's, now, you're lame. <laughs> you should have just asked him, hey, can you say Uncle Sam's soccer podcast for me? Just, you know, Uncle Sam's. you're listening to Uncle Sam's soccer podcast. Could you imagine Ibra going with his accent, Swedish accent, and his, like, 12 languages You are he listening to Uncle Sam's soccer podcast. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. That's a, that's my really bad uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Uh, that's awful. I want a refund. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Jake, so you're what fired. Are we about today, what are we talking about today? All right, we're talking to uh, George Murphy. and He used to be an assistant coach in the Development Academy. He runs DMVsoccer.com, which is the tri-state area. Get some insight into what's going on with Wayne Rooney coming to MLS and what the fans are really talking about. We got the new segment, the counterattack with Jake Watroba. We'll f- debut that. 
And then I sat down with senior coordinating producer of features for Fox Sports, Jennifer Pransky. She does all those promos and all the features that you'll see in the upcoming World Cup. She's going to talk about that story and what Fox Sports wants to do with the World Cup. But uh, no USA, which is uh, a daily reminder of the sadness of U.S. soccer. USA, USA. Yeah, USA. But let's get to DC United. Joining us on the line is George Murphy. He runs DMVSoccer.com. George, how's it going? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for thanks for having me. Everything's good. Awesome. Well, George covers, uh, I guess, the DC, Virginia, Maryland area soccer. Yeah, we try to we try to handle it. DC, Maryland, Virginia, tri-state area. So we got a lot of a lot of ground to cover between the colleges, and we try to do some youth scouts and. And then DC United and some USL teams coming to the area as well. So, yeah, a lot of soccer to cover here for sure. There, there's plenty of soccer, and there's been plenty of news, especially with Wayne Rooney uh, being linked to DC. You're, you're there. What What's all the what's the buzz about over there? Is it Wayne Rooney coming? Are people excited? Yeah, no, I mean, I think everybody saw Taylor Twelman's rant yesterday. I don't want to call mm-hmm. it a rant because it makes it sound crazy, but he wasn't really that crazy. I mean... A lot of stuff he said was, you know, kind of what a lot of DC United supporters are, are thinking right now, I think. And that's that, all right, great, you know, DC United's front office is finally starting to spend the money. Uh, there have been rumors of a new owner coming in. Uh, he's the owner of LA Times, I believe, um, kind of bringing some fresh fresh money to the table. And the past couple of weeks, uh, they've been as well as Carlos Tevez, Fernando Torres, uh, there were talks of Mario Balotelli that even the league tweeted out. So you're like, all right, you know, the league's tweeting this out. It seems like a pretty for real, you know, transfer rumor. And then all of a sudden this Rooney thing pops up and, you know, it's kind of hard to believe at first. You're like, wait, wait, Rooney's coming to DC United. They've been pretty bad past couple seasons. They've got one year, one win this year, uh, finished dead last in East last year and, and they've had a, a tough run lately. So then things start picking up steam and everybody's got an opinion on it, obviously. And uh, Sebastian Salazar went on ESPN FC and just kind of said, look, I grew up in the DMV. I live in DMV. This doesn't get me excited because, you know, a lot of people think Wayne Rooney's kind of past it. Uh, maybe also um, kind of the ethnicity of the player came into question, I guess, because it is a, a Latino community in certain parts of DC, Maryland, Virginia, but also a lot of the, early day DC United success in terms of the attendance records were based on the club doing a better job to reach that Latino community. So there have been a lot of different opinions going around about the Rooney transfer. Some people say maybe we could have addressed some other needs, but uh, you know, the club's come out recently and said, we we're looking to add two uh, designated players this, this summer. They have Audi field that's being built a brand new stadium. So, you know, I, I'd say we ran a poll. Uh, are you excited about Wayne Rooney and, the majority of our, our followers were like, yeah, oh yeah, it's Wayne Rooney. So there are some skeptics out there, but you know, the biggest thing is the club's finally starting to uh, spend the money. Taylor Twelman said that they have spent zero point zero dollars in the past ten years. It's probably been closer to fifteen, to be honest. I mean, it's been a, a, a tough ten or fifteen years for DC United supporters after some early success. So you got to do something to get the fans excited. I, I think a, a transfer of Wayne Rooney would do that. Right, DC United has a history of success when it comes to MLS, especially early on. I mean, they've won four MLS Cups, four Supporter Shield, three U.S. Open Cups. 
But what is the soccer culture like? You alluded to the dynamic within the demographics of the tri-state area. Obviously, early on, it seemed they've seen uh, the club has catered more to the Latino base, and Wayne Rooney, obviously being a white Englishman, is not ideal to cater for that fan base. But what is I, the... I don't know if that's as big a deal as, as Salazar made it out to be. I, I understand that the RFK was packed with more of a Latino fan base before, but here's what's going on right now is. The club is shifting everything to Virginia. They're taking mm. their youth academy and the training fields, and they're going to build a complex out in Loudoun, Virginia, which is like very far uh, from Maryland. It's very far from certain parts of D.C. So it's almost as if now they're kind of isolating themselves away from you know, people closer to Annapolis or Baltimore or Montgomery County, whatever it may be. But another issue with the club is that right when the uh, the season started they basically segregated or separated one of the support groups. They, they put their public support mm-hmm. behind a supporters group called the Screaming Eagles. And there's another big group called Bar Brava that were kind of like, well, hey, we're here too. We've been around for as long as I can remember. Um, and the club just never publicly came out and said, hey, Bar Brava, sorry about that. They never responded. And they kind of have a history of that. The club just doesn't really seem to, in my opinion, have the finger on the pulse of the local supporters, communities, and just kind of public outreach um, this season because they have the, the field that's being constructed. They had to play a game in Annapolis uh, at Navy Field. And everybody's kind of like, well, we haven't heard anything from the club for marketing or really community outreach to kind of try to sell some tickets until the last minute. It just, man, all these little things just pile up. Um, in addition to the, the club's academy not being able to keep some of the top players so, which Taylor Swalman kind of alluded to, we had Jeremy Ibobise, who ended up going to Portland, but he grew up in this area. DC never, never really identified him. Um, Eric Williamson, a top Maryland standout, they offered him a contract, and then he ends up in Portland also. And that's been kind of going on for the past couple of years. So it's a number of different things that, you know, fans are like, well, we're sick of these kind of third rate players that we keep buying and trying to hype up. At least we're getting a new player in that we're excited about, but. I think a lot of people are just kind of losing trust in the team, to be honest with you. You know, it's it sounds very familiar in the shoes that Armand and I sit with FC Dallas and part of me with New England Revolution. It's just the ownership just or the front office of the club has their head in between their legs and, I don't know, dreaming. I was, I was about to say that, Stephen. It. I, I was I was about to say that that sounds a lot like many of the other MLS original uh, squ- uh, sides that they seem to just it, the issues that the issues that you're saying I bet you you could put them in any of those other MLS original sides and then say yeah we see the same thing it, it's 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 honestly really interesting how the there are so many I guess similarities between between these sides in terms of that uh that dynamic and it makes me think is it more of a uh, issue of uh just the mls the mls uh, the mls original size is being neglected I, I i'm not sure but yeah i think there are a lot of behind the scenes things that also are playing in i, I think that certain clubs and, and certain agents that they'll only deal with i think that the league itself also steers players uh to certain certain newer teams, cough, cough, Atlanta United, cough, cough. So, you know, man, I, I think there's there's a lot going on that just, you know, I attended the presidential, the presidential election. I covered it 
as a member of the media and just saw some things in terms of certain guys being there and, and kind of, you know, it's almost like this group of ex-players and front office and agents that just kind of, and media members also, that just, you know, man, I, I don't want to talk bad about DC United as a club. I don't want to talk about some of the, the off, uh, off the field stuff, but I, I do get the impression that there's a lot more to it than what we see in terms of certain agents dealing with clubs and things like that. What about the new stadium? Obviously, that's been huge. And, I mean, a lot of us, you know, across the country look at that stadium. I personally think it's a little bit small. But, I mean, it's a soccer-specific stadium. It looks well, dope. What do you? What's the impression from the locals about the stadium? That's another issue, man. I mean, you know, I've been a D.C. United fan all my life. I was at the first ever D.C. United home game. My dad took me all at the All-Star games and playoff games, but we've needed a soccer stadium for 20 years now. I mean, we're the DC Metro area is a, a pretty decent area in terms of soccer. We got DC and also Baltimore, um, which is a, a traditional soccer city in Virginia, Maryland. I mean, the whole area, we deserve a soccer stadium, but it's 2018 and we finally are getting it. So, you know, a lot of people are excited about it. The issue is, I guess if I had to be a pessimist about it, there's no parking. There's not a parking lot in the state around the stadium. It's just like one of those things where you got a metro in or uh, rent like a parking space from somebody that's got an app that kind of sells their spaces in the neighborhood. So, you know, there's no tailgating. Uh, it's going to be kind of a pain in the butt to get to, but we'll see, man. I'm trying to keep my, my optimistic hat on. Um, but yeah, I think at overall, I think people are pretty excited about it. Do you think DC is just waiting to put all uh, their eggs uh, it, it, when Audi Field opens, it's that one basket, you know, with the DPs uh, com- coming in, they'll probably be able to play after Audi Field uh, opens. And also the marketing aspect as well. You said there was a lack of it for those two uh, two home matches or quote-unquote home matches. Uh, do you think they're just waiting for uh, Audi Field to open and then they're going to go all out? Or is that just a hope? I think that's one of the main reasons why they're, they're the new ownership's coming in, but also they're looking for a big star to, to open the stadium. Yeah. Um, I think that they're scheduled to open in like earlier mid July. Don't quote me on that. So, you know, do you get the Wayne Rudy deal done by then? He's not going to be playing in the World Cup. And then do they want to bring in like one more big name? Um, I would say that it seemed like the Wayne Rooney talks are really picking up and it seems like to the point where it's like almost, I guess, done. Uh, but yeah, I think they're really hustling to get that deal done just so that they can have a big start at just kind of show off at the new stadium and really get fans excited. I mean, they need something to really be excited about after 15 years of just pretty much, you know, the last biggest star we had was uh, Dwayne De Rosario towards the mm. end of his career. And I think that was 2012, but I mean, even before then it was, there's some real bargains that were uh, looking to be had in terms of DC United transfer market. So yeah, new stadium, new signing, maybe we, we make one or two more and we, we got to do something. I mean, we've won one game all season and, Something's got to change. So, yeah. Is the Wayne Rooney signing the something that people look and kind of roll their eyes at just because the club has been so terrible on the field? I mean, is it hard? Do My question is, do D.C. United supporters go to the team no matter what? Or when the team does well, you see an increase in attendance. I was looking at attendance numbers. Um they have averaged about 17, uh, 18,000 last four years, five years when the league's average has increased, but DC United's not, hasn't necessarily 
been in that swing of increase, obviously, with Atlanta coming in or Orlando, they're, they're really pumping and inflating those numbers or the league average up. But D.C. United's I think attendance... Was, the last couple of years, there was genuine concern that the stadium might crumble on everybody. Like, oh. that's how old RFK was. Yeah, I mean, it's... They're going to match there. It's, it's got to be one of the worst stadiums in the country. You know, great venue you to kind of go and watch the games, but A, the team's been terrible, and B, the stadium's older than, you know... I'm a Redskins fan. It was a Redskins stadium back in the 70s and 80s. So, you know, it's a number of different things, but you got to put a product on the field to get fans excited. And, you know, ownership hasn't been spending the money. And who wants to take, you know, their families to that stadium, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I think it's a combination of just the quality on the field and, and the stadium, the current stadium set up. So with the re- reported fees, they're they're talking. Uh, I think I'm, this is from Stephen Goff's article that it, it would be around fifteen to twenty million. That's with the salary. That's with the uh, transfer fee as well as are combined. Do, in your eyes, in your opinion, do you think uh, a, a thirty-two-year-old Wayne Rooney is worth that price? Yeah, I don't think there's many doubts about it. I mean. He scored, a t- he scored some decent goals for Everton this year. I know a lot of people are saying, well, a lot of more penalties. But, mm-hmm. you know, what I look at it is, like Taylor Twelman brought it up yesterday, he's not 35 or 36, but he's also not, you know, with the – Pirlo wasn't a big guy. But Wayne Rooney's not a big guy. He's like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, he's not like Lampard or Gerard or these older English guys who have bigger bodies and they're putting so many miles on their knees and ankles. He's still a, you know, a world-class player. He might not make the England World Cup squad, but he's still – Better than anybody DC United's got. Um, I know Salazar said, well, we could get Diego Valeri for that much money, but Diego Valeri plays in the United States and 98% of people don't have any idea who he is. So yeah. you, you get a big name, you know? I mean, yeah. you, you got Diego <laughs> Valeri in a lineup. And yeah, so, you know, he'll be the biggest star in DC. He'll be bigger than John Wall. He'll be better and bigger than Ovechkin. Um, I don't think people really understand the star power of Wayne Rooney, who was. You know, along with Ronaldo, Manchester United's best player when they won a double in Champions League and, mm. you know, went on all those runs a couple of years ago. Mm. So I, I think his quality is really – he's still a world-class striker. Um, I, I think he would do well in MLS. But then, of course, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know if the guy's got an injury or what. So I think so. I'd spend the money, just get people excited about it. But then you look at the overall DC United roster and they have a lot of needs. So – I could see the argument, well, that money might be spent on uh, different positions. Who knows? But yeah, overall, most of our followers are excited about it. I'm excited about it. I think that most people who watch soccer over the years know that Wayne Rooney possesses the quality. And yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't be excited about Wayne Rooney. Well, George, we appreciate it. Um, It's our shameless plug. So go ahead and plug DMV Soccer as well, where we could follow you on Twitter and all that good stuff. Yeah, dmvsoccer.com. Actually, I am writing a piece on Joe Zhao currently. We're writing, running an interview this week. He's making a move. He's um, announcing a transfer. So go check us out later this week and follow us on Twitter, dmvsoccer.com. Um, I'm George Murphy. That's all, that's all I got. Not too shameless of a plug, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it. I mean, some great insight and great talk, context into our discussion with Wayne Rooney coming to MLS. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me. I I really appreciate it.
Alrighty, let's talk some Wayne Rooney. Come on. Do you really... I don't remember much of Wayne Rooney's career at Man United. I, I really don't. you're a fake soccer fan. But, um... I remember his bike. That was... That was beautiful against City. I thought you were a Euro snob. Yeah, but yeah, Wayne Rooney... Too. Really, Wayne Rooney does not move the needle. What do you mean? He's the all score for England. Eh. Look, my mind's changed. I thought Wayne Rooney wouldn't be necessarily like, ah, oh, they shouldn't move for him. But, like, ever since people in my mentions called me an idiot, which, you know, they're not wrong sometimes. But, um, no, yeah, I think, I think uh, Rooney would be a, a great signing, actually, for DC United. I just don't, I just don't think he's worth the price tag. Screw the price Is tag. That- Who cares? You're not paying for it. It's I a, am. But here's the thing. It's a DP spot. So... Pay whatever you want. Pay the freak through the freaking nose for this guy. I'm my question is who are they gonna land behind Wayne Rooney? Because they're gonna have to add another piece. They need a, somebody in the midfield. Do you think they go after an an Iniesta type? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. But the one thing I do know is that DC United is absolutely awful. And <laughs> the power rankings I do for Pro Soccer USA. <laughs> Every single week, I just put down bad. That's my description. They're bad. They're not. They're really not that fun to watch, and they always figure out ways to lose games. Ben Olsen is not a good coach. He should have been sacked like uh, a while ago. I mean, in 2012 or 2013, back when NBC had the rights to MLS, DC United was good. They were winning games. They beat. I think was it. I don't know if they beat the Red Bulls, but they played one of the games where it was like snowing. Yes, and I remember del- what they, you're talking they, about. Yeah. They had to delay the game. And those days, DC actually wasn't like half bad. I mean, they were actually like okay to watch. But now they're just pitiful. I mean, they they, they figured out a way to get Yamil Assad and Paul Ariello and just not utilize them to their full potential, which blows my mind because you remember how good Assad was in Atlanta and Ariola is a U.S. Men's National Team player and was playing well for Cholos in Liga Mekis. So, like, I, I don't know. I, there's so many things that need help. I mean, Wayne Rooney would definitely make the team better, but I think people are scared that he's going to end up, like George said, as a Lampard or a Gerrard-type signing. You know who's really jumping up and down right now? It's MLS. They get another team to market on television. This is another matchup to have eyes come to the TV. It's Wayne freaking Rooney, right? So you see DC United, you're flipping through... Midsummer, screw baseball. You're not going to watch fishing either or golf. So you're like, oh, no. Wayne Rooney's whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Fishing? Who the who in the hell is watching fishing ever? Uh, I don't know. I, just... I don't know, Jake. When, on ESPN, on, when there's a game on ESPN Plus, uh, I forgot what game it was, but on ESPN it was cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> on ESPN. You know, that that just to go on a tangent, just like a split second. That annoys me so much that MLS can't get on ESPN on over. Freaking cornhole! <laughs> I feel like cornhole outdraws it. It doesn't really. The, I feel the like it does. People in the bar they're filming in. Yeah, I guess. I feel like I feel like I feel like it does. Like genuinely, I feel like it does. And I, but I do think Wayne Rooney is a proper step in that direction to you know get the eyeballs, get the viewers, and it's gonna make the team on paper at least better. Yeah, but right? how much better? They suck. I mean, I don't. You, people don't realize they blow. Could anybody name? More than five players off that squad right now. I mean, I could, but I don't count, right? Try it. Try it. No, seriously. 
Um, so uh, is it? It's not. It's brilliant. Uh, Luciano Acosta, uh, Yamil Assad, Paul Ariola, Steve Birnbaum. I think that's five. Um, I have four. Um, <laughs> you could be making these names up. And no, those are hundred percent real. You can go look them up. Fact. No, I, I, I've heard some of them. Yes, but I'm just saying to just kind of build off of what Steven's saying is you could make off. You could make up names and people still wouldn't know if you were telling the truth. Oh, or David Osted. Yeah, now there you're you just go. googling this stuff. We can't. That's not no, fair. No, that was off the top of my head. That was off the top of my head. Oh, that's six. That's the only six I know. But um, the, the point being is, a lot of people have no idea that this club exists in MLS. That I, I'm pretty sure people are like, oh, DC United. What? Here's another thing: is the team is going to now be marketed when it travels. Come watch Wayne Rooney. I know FC Dallas will promote the crap out of that. Wayne, if, if they ever play, I don't know what the FC Dallas' schedule is. But going traveling to New England, come watch Wayne Rooney and DC United. Oh, Wayne Rooney's coming in town. I'll go to the game. You know, it's 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 good for the league in, in the sense that it brings eyeballs to the television and it sells more tickets home and away. That's everything the league wants. Who I don't think the league genuinely cares if the team is good or bad. They just want people to spend money and waste time watching the games on television on a Saturday and Sunday afternoon. Would you watch uh, D. Snyder, Wayne Rooney? Hell yeah. I mean, at least for the first couple of games. If they're bad, no. then I'm probably not going to watch. Like LA Galaxy, I'm still watching because of the Ebro factor. But isn't there a certain point where people are like, dude, the team just sucks. The, what's the point of watching? That's the thing. The team needs to improve across, I, I would say, all. I think Tara Tolman hit the hammer on the head in terms of if this jump starts suspending for other things like the Academy. And he, did he not mention, I don't know if you guys listened to the whole – well, I guess I'm going to call it rant because it's easier to call it a rant. But he said that there's people within the organization doing multiple jobs. That's pretty unacceptable for, like, a professional team. Am I wrong? Like, they're doing mo- – like, he said, he said there was, like, people doing three or four jobs. Yeah, this isn't the USL or NESL like, is, or one of these. Major League Soccer. This is yeah. The- but isn't that MLS's life. fault? Isn't that single – isn't the blame go to MLS because it's a single entity system? I mean, I haven't heard anyone in Dallas say they ha- they have to do four or five jobs. I mean, I'm I'm sure they wouldn't openly say it, but I've also seen it with my eyes. I don't see that. If if, if DC United they've played at RFK, that stadium is George is right. That stadium is garbage. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it. There's the, the raccoon jokes. That's, uh, <laughs> like there's raccoons everywhere. Um, someone was tweeting. I think it was Pablo Mario. He was just like, yeah, like we were like fearing for like there was like a bunch of like insects and stuff like birds in the stadium just like camping out like that stadium is a dump and the fact that it took them this long to move from there into the, into the stadium is i don't know man i mean i talked to someone i was like yeah you moved to the stadium took a little while i was like man this you know what's crazy waiting 20 years you know what's crazy the u.s had i think a friendly against germany at that stadium like three or the, four years ago the centennial game Against with, yeah, with Klinsman, yeah. right? Five, was it a 4-3, 5-4 game? Something like that, and the U.S. won. Yeah, they did. It was, but this game sucks to dump. It is a dump. But Jake, let, let's get your tank. Wayne Rooney to MLS. A, do you spend that money? And B, um, does it move the needle for you? Do I spend that? Okay, no, I don't spend the money. I get it. It's probably going to put people into the seats, but... I, I just I don't know how much 
like what 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 does he do though? Like okay, so let's say Wayne Rooney plays three years in MLS after year one. After you've seen him play once or whatever, I don't you don't care to see him again. That then the the mystique is kind of gone. You've seen it. Okay, why do I need to watch DC United? You know that that that, that I think it's just a band aid to put over a problem, which is DC United's terrible and no one cares about them. So we're gonna buy Wayne Rooney and it'll look good for a year and people will be excited about it and then then it wears off you know and that's it's kind of like again what Taylor Twelman said yesterday is what are you going to do after Wayne Rooney you know are you going to bring in more players are you going to you know fix your academy system you know I I'm not going to watch if so if DC United's on ESPN or Fox playing Chicago Fire or something just throwing out a random team I'm not watching I don't care Sorry. Not Bastian Schweinsteiger versus Wayne Rooney? Yeah, yeah. Bastian Schweinsteiger versus Wayne Rooney on Sunday at 4 o'clock on (laughs) FS1. No, I don't care. I really don't care. Um, I put on Atlanta United, put on LAFC, put on SKC, put on a good team. That's that's, uh, the. I don't think, because it's soccer, I don't think MLS can just go and market its quote unquote stars. You know, I think it needs to market good soccer and good atmospheres. And you're not going to have, you're probably not going to see good soccer and a good atmosphere when you watch DC United. Just be brutally honest with you. Um, no, I, I think you're you're on to a good point because I was having this conversation in, with some other buddies watching MLS this past Sunday. The Portland Seattle game was putrid. Awful. It was. Honestly, it was a disgrace to soccer rivalries. That's how bad the game was on the field. I told you guys rivalries suck. <laughs> oh, here we go again. Here we go again. I, I didn't know that. You said that. The po- but the thing is, it's the style of the teams that makes the game so bad. I, I The Orlando City-Atlanta United game was so much more enjoyable to watch because of the styles that Atlanta brought and just Orlando City's... I don't know, freeform too. They're, they're starting to play a little more open and with some speed. But Atlanta United's pace and the fact that they could almost score off any break or just in possession is just much watch TV. I, with DC United and Wayne Rooney, it's, I think it's a lot like LA Galaxy in the sense that you sit there and you go, like, you just got to wait for Ebro to make something out of it. If not, you're just going to have a ton of balls like Olimar Kamara just lofted up. 12 seconds too late and Ebra get frustrated or Wayne Rooney get frustrated. Now, I don't think Rooney will be as bold as Ebra to show that emotion on the field, but I think in the back of his head, he's going to be like, crap, why did I trade up Everton Football Club for DC United? They play barbaric soccer. It's like soccer you see in like it, it's just it hasn't, they haven't advanced. It's Ben Olsen. Ben Olsen is not the greatest coach in the world. I think we've seen that uh, especially during this season, he can't even he can't use Yamil Assad and Paul Wright. I think that's a really important aspect because we saw Assad flourish with Atlanta, and now you're looking at him, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know what he's doing right now. Why isn't he getting involved? Why haven't we heard a U.S. men's national team player like Paul Ariola's name mentioned that much throughout MLS? He's a good player. I think Why he's a little overrated. Here? Going to DC I, I United he's proves a he's a little overrated. I still think he's a good player. Or, or was he in Trinidad? <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Or was he 
on one October evening in Trinidad and Tobago in 2017. That's why. Well, he made the move to DC United after that, right? Or is it before? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, my point being is DC United probably made him worse. I mean, look. <laughs> Here, here's a here's the thing. He's still a good player, so let's not get let's not get on that tangent. But I, I don't think Ben Olsen is a good coach. It's like Ziggy Schmidt at LA at the at LA Galaxy. I mean, a lot of people were like, "Oh, what's what's up with them? Why aren't they doing well?" I mean, I think it's because you have a coach that's like just MLS 1.0. You know, he's not just not like a unique, fresh style. They came get Zlatan the ball in his head, and he's like the tallest player in the field. All right, Armand, you we were putting some we were doing some pre-show notes. Tell us DC United's record when in the transfer window because the money is kind of mind-blowing. Uh just the amount that they're going to spend on this player in their you know, when you look at over look over its history of the club, it's mind-boggling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's really it's extremely mind-blowing because look the most expensive transfer, uh, this is a just overseas transfers. I actually accumulated a list of five, and uh, I got the numbers uh, from uh, newspaper articles um, and uh, transfermarket.com. Uh, Paul Oriola, his estimated fee was around $3 million. Luciano Acosta, his fee was around $1.4 million. Zoltan Steibert, their other DP, his fee was oh, just over $1 million. And then uh, Hamdi Salawi from Rapid Vienna, they signed in 2011. His fee was around 500000 And they got Connor Doyle from Derby, and apparently that was a free transfer, um, according to uh, some outlets. Some pay, they pay a transfer fee, whatever. They're going to pay 15 to $20 million for Wayne Rooney, including uh, including his salary. I'd probably say, you'd probably say what, like 11 maybe $10 million for his transfer fee? Yeah. I mean, he makes ten million at uh, Everton right now, or eleven million, somewhere around there. Basically, Everton was paying him a million dollars per goal that he scored this past season in, I think, thirty appearances. Thirty-three, I think. Thirty, yeah. Some, but something look, like that. Look, but that's you're going from three million as your highest one to now what ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. That's a that's a massive jump, and I mean, I feel like. They, you know this, they've been waiting 15 years just for a stadium to open up to pull this money in. Like, yeah, and the stadium on. is has risen, has swelled up to 400 million dollars. So it's, it, it's just it's just it's sad because DC United should be a franchise that we should be celebrating because they've they've won the four MLS Cups. They are, I guess, a former giant, but I mean, I feel like no one knows who they are. Here's a silver lining, though. I wonder if more of a question in a silver lining is: is does this signing and the money spent on this player, including salary, put pressure on on other clubs, particularly the originals? Take Chicago out because they have been willing to spend the money, but the Dallas's, the Houston's, eh, maybe Houston's not necessarily not necessarily an original club, but Colorado, New England. These clubs and going out there to make more splashes in the transfer window to bring in names. No, I don't I think mean, so. Because I mean, why? I guess the why would this 
why would this be the jumping off point for some of those clubs to actually start and start to spend money when you've had these new expansion franchises, you know, spending millions of dollars, you know, on marquee players because they're yeah. new. I think it's expected for the new ones to spend, but when you have when you're like it's your little circle of friends, right? When your circle of friends start to do something different, well, man, you begin to wonder, okay, maybe I should take you know do the same thing here. I mean, it's like, you know, MLS 1.0 versus MLS 2.0 versus 3.0 versus 4.0. It starts to segregate itself in the market. So, you know, all the 1.0s, well, if they all suck, cool. Well, look, we're MLS 1.0. We all suck. So there's no pressure. As long as, you know, everybody else in your line is doing bad, then cool. Well, we're just status quo here with MLS, you know. Uh, but, damn, DC United spent some money. Say there's another big name coming. And, and, and it's a World Cup summer, so I expect names to come. Like, after the World Cup, expect some 30-year-olds come to MLS. The question is who... But and, and where will they end up? But names will come. I think one of the bigger names will be Chicharito. The question is, will Dallas, somebody with the Latin American community so strong, will they want to spend that money? Or even Houston. Hell, Colorado could use that because there's a huge Latin American population in Colorado. You have markets out there. The question is, how are you going to do it all? Or maybe even an L- LA Galaxy brings in an Arsene Wenger. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Broke that news first here. Just saying. We broke it last week. We did. We did. <laughs> Alrighty, up next, listeners, is the counterattack with Jake Watroba. It's the counterattack. I'm Jake Watroba. It's a new bit we're trying out here on Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, where I, I guess, introduce a couple topics to Armand and Steven and just get the reactions the first time they're going to hear it. Maybe some lesser talked about stories in U.S. soccer. Uh, maybe maybe we'll play a game. A game? You know, maybe. Yeah, we might play. Actually, today I got a game for you guys. We're going to. Very nice. Very play. nice. I like a lot. So it could be a story, it could be a tweet, it uh, it could be a game, it could be anything for, you know. It's supposed to be quick paced, Jake, let's go. All right, so we've been talking about Wayne Rooney today a lot. Um, did you guys know Wayne Rooney has 17.2 million Twitter followers, okay? So keep that in mind, all right? that right? That's not just the fact. I was going to say, I could have figured that that's out. Kind of, so. Yeah, that's a pretty garbage <laughs> fact. Twitter's a very big deal, you guys. He's got a lot of followers, okay? That's it. So I got, no, I'm just kidding. Um... Wayne Rooney has more Twitter followers than the Washington R-Words, the Wizards, the Nationals, the Capitals, DC United, Spirit, Mystics, Castles, whatever those are, and Valor combined. Those are all the DC Combined? Combined? Yes. Really? Over combined. the Washington Redskins? Yes. R-Words, R-Words. R-Words, R-Words, R-Words. Um, no profanity. Yeah, he's got, he's got tons of followers, which I guess you can kind of see why DC United might have brought him in. Um, this is from Dan Steinberg. He writes for the Washington Post in his tweet from three days ago. Uh, he goes, in fact, I'm pretty sure you could combine every DC pro athlete with their Twitter accounts uh, of every DC pro team, and Wayne Rooney would still have more Twitter followers. That's insane. That is insane. I, I guess I, I mean, did not realize that, to be honest with you. I, I think we forget how big of a 
star he was in the Premier League years ago. I, I, I genuinely do think. I mean, I forgot it. I'm not going to lie. But now that you put in perspective, recency it, bias. Well, George, George, in his, in, 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 when, when we spoke with him, did allude to that he would be the biggest star, right, or biggest, you know, most popular athlete in the DC area. And I think this really puts it into perspective. Wow, that's insane. insane. So he has more followers than any of the sports teams combined that in the DC area. That's uh, that's what I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. What other players like that? You think Zlatan might be like that? Um, I don't know. You can definitely check, but I want to, you know, keep this thing moving here. Um, oh. Something a little bit more. Uh, this could be. This could be deemed frustrating. We'll, we'll go with that. That's probably a good word. This is. This is an email from oh. U.S. Soccer to one of its. Uh, let's just say coaching candidates. I guess would be the best way to put it. Uh, I won't say who it is or whatever. Not that it matters because I only have his first name. But the email that this uh, this person received stated that, um, thank you for your interest in the following U.S. soccer coaching courses. The coaching course was U.S. soccer late 2018 B course review. We appreciate you taking the time to apply for a course to continue your education and your patience while we reviewed all applicants. The application process was very competitive given the strength of a highly qualified pool of applicants. Unfortunately, after reviewing your application, you have not been selected to attend this course. Although you must be disappointed with this resp- 